Howdy, howdy. Howdy, motherfuckers. You always got to drop a swear word in the start oh, of mine, really haven't you? Have, <laughs> <laughs> Yours are all nice and lovely, as it comes to mine. <laughs> F this, F that, fool. And welcome. Well, <laughs> and welcome to... But it was aliens. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to be pleasant throughout the rest of this podcast. This is the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe real life Fuck that Balboa! <laughs> alien incidents. You're listening to this week's host, Kevin the Grey, and that deep vibration full of obscenities you heard just a second ago was this week's co-host, Granville Moonwalker. Hello. Today, we are taking you to New England. That's not to say the UK, I mean New England in America. Now, because we're educational bastards... That we are. Let's share a brief history of this wonderful region. New England comprises of six states in northeastern USA. Puritans, or pilgrims, left Plymouth in Old England and after briefly stopping in Holland, 102 sailed on the Mayflower in 1620, establishing Plymouth Colony, the second successful English settlement in America. Later, the Old England British demanded taxes from New England, and there you have the American Revolutionary War. I should just add that several American Indian tribes were there before the Pilgrims. But that's enough history. On to the 7th of August 1968, seven years after Betty and Barney Hill's abduction. We are going to a camp in Vermont, which today is home to Bigfoot Stables. Bigfoot Stables? Bigfoot Stables. You look look so excited. (laughs) Have they found Bigfoot? Have they raised many Bigfoots? And do they ride them like horses? (laughs) Can you imagine that? (laughs) Loads of people riding around on Bigfoots, just piggybacking. They have races, like the Grand National. Bigfoots go past each other like... So Bigfoots are Wookiees? Wookiee is a Bigfoot. That is true. Clearly. It's a little Bigfoot. Do you reckon they'd race like um, greyhounds or... Chasing... I don't know that they'd chase a rabbit. Or would they chase a rabbit? Who knows? (laughs) Or are they ridden like horses? The fact that it's called stables. I'm going with Bigfoot horses. Horses with big feet. (laughs) Bigfoot stables. A bunch of clown horses. They've all got massive lengthy feet. They're just horses dressed up as Bigfoot. (laughs) That's all they are. They're trying to fool everyone. What a name for a stable. Like painting a donkey black and white and calling it a zebra. I really want to do Bigfoot now. By do, I mean cover. Probe. Examine. (laughs) There we have it. (laughs) Likes them tall and hairy. Uh, We are actually off to what? a certain... In their voice. Careful making that sound. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're actually off. Kev, get off me. <laughs> to what was then known as Buff Leg <laughs> Camp. <laughs> things popped into my mind mm-hmm. buff bagwell <laughs> and then big papa pump it's a wrestling camp loads They're of big buff people edge. with long just, hats just posing <laughs> and a double front bicep so this is actually a summer camp the kind of place kids go to in the summer to do activities it's comparable to what we call brownies, girl guides, beavers, cubs and scouts over here. Well, more so girl guides, as it was girls camp. Located on Lank... Lank? Lank. <laughs> Located <laughs> on Lake Champlain. On that 7th of August afternoon, a 16-year-old summer camp maintenance man, Michael, and a 19-year-old water ski instructor, Janet, were chilling at a boat dock on the day off. The swim team were away and the camp was close to deserted. Michael and Janet were enjoying watching the sunset over the lake. Michael's penis raging and Janet's never region quivering. I jest. All was innocent and calm. So, Michael is 16-year-old summer camp maintenance man yep. at a girls' camp. Yep. You know why he took that job. <laughs> I would have taken that job at 16 too. <laughs> they were just alone. Yeah, everyone was the away. Sunset. Mm-hmm. So was the whole camp gone? Pretty much, Just yeah. those two there? Pretty much. For how long? The day. Oh, okay. So it's not like they were gone so for a week or a couple no, of days? No, they went out in the morning to a nearby town, I believe. We will get into this, but I'm going off the top of my head here. Obviously, I researched this as usual a while ago. But I think they went to a swim competition for the day. And so we're getting into late evening now when they'll be returning. Okay, fair enough. As I said, all was calm. But then, a brilliant, round light appeared in the dimming sky. Michael knew a little about the sky and thought that it was Venus. But then, the light appeared to grow larger. Then, the light began moving downwards in the sky down and down it was almost as if it was getting closer to michael and janet the round light begun to flatten out in shape as it drew near perhaps it was a shooting star or a comet you can what year was this it was 1968 okay so teenagers in the 1960s and teenagers now or even when we were young Mm -hmm. definitely had different things on their mind (laughs) there is no way i would be able to look at a ball in the sky and go oh that must be venus (laughs) at 16 years old (laughs) you'd be like there's a girl beside me there's a girl beside me (laughs) i'd have been like what the fuck is that i'm getting out of here (laughs) i'll leave you here i thought you were gonna say (laughs) what the fuck was that we should bang. You went a wholly different direction. Leave the girl and run. So it's clear what was constantly on your mind at 16, oh. even now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have known what Venus was 
Mm, it's quite this. astute, isn't it? Yeah. Or I obviously knew what Venus was, Well, I wouldn't be able to look in the sky and go, oh, that's Venus. Well, even now, I might look in the night sky and see a really, really bright light. And I might have to check to see whether it is Venus or whether it's another planet or even something like the the International Space Station that flows past. Mm-hmm. I immediately go, that's a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wait to see what it does. And if it doesn't do anything, I go, ah, it's a fucking star. <laughs> I really want it to be an alien. Next, three smaller lights begun to fall from the larger light. This larger light moved back up and disappeared. That's no comet. The three smaller lights then moved over the lake as Michael and Janet watched on, fully clothed. The objects began zigzagging, falling like a leaf in the wind, and then looping and twisting as if Peppy Hare was on their radio. Do a barrel roll! Do a barrel roll! Um, I was going to say maybe it was a falling satellite. So a satellite had, I wouldn't say blown up. Okay. I wouldn't say. But then... Um, (laughs) As if a satellite had fallen out of its orbit, got knocked by an asteroid or something, and had fallen. But then you mentioned that they start zigzagging and then changing. So it was like, oh, okay, maybe that's not the case. Yeah. But what if it was Star Fox (laughs) and it was Peppy Hair? Maybe it was. Doing a barrel roll. If you've never done this before, go onto Google and type in do a barrel roll. I wonder if... You are welcome. I wonder if that confuses a whole generation of children who didn't grow up in the 90s and early 2000s. I reckon it does. People kind of know it's a meme, but don't potentially know where it comes from. from. How annoying it was. (laughs) Do a barrel roll. I'm doing a fucking barrel roll. <laughs> Fuck off. I've done 16. <laughs> Shut up, Slippy. <laughs> What's a great game, though. Absolutely. I really want to play it again now. It probably doesn't hold up as well. Probably. Best to keep it in the memory. I don't know. Back on track. I think at this point, we can call them objects rather than lights. The three objects moved in and formed a triangle. Two of the crafts then pulled up, leaving the third craft on its own, approaching Janet and Michael. A sound could be heard as this occurred, almost as if a thousand tuning forks had been dinged all at once. The final craft passed directly over our star-crossed witnesses, then shot directly upwards and disappeared. So they formed a Triforce of Power Indeed. And then shot off. Indeed. I'm not I'm not sure what they gained from doing this. <laughs> was it just a show? What what was the intention? I would like to think that they were scouting, because no sooner had it disappeared than the craft came back, tilted to the side, and dropped straight down, crashing into the lake. Ooh. Maybe they were actually searching for something. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a, hey, look what we can do. Wee, we're not a barrel roll. <laughs> maybe that is what it is. <laughs> they were showing off. They were like, there's some witnesses down there. Let's pull out all the stops. <laughs> Peppy's on the radio. A barrel roll. Oh, he got a bit deep there, didn't he? <laughs> no, that's not it. 
If you're trying not to sound deep, there's no way I can do it. <laughs> it's not deep. He's kind of croaky peppy, isn't he? Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. No, it's not coming. So it's dropped into the water. Yes. Uh, only one of them has. Yeah, the other two went back up, remember? Okay. And this whole time, these two just stood there and watched. They're watching the show. Yeah. You've got a craft doing all this crazy shit, and then suddenly it just drops into the water. Maybe he lost control. How big's... Oh, maybe. I will think about a bit more. Yeah, just wait there. Michael and Janet did not know what to do. They just stared for a few minutes. But then the craft blasted out of the water and flew straight at our virgins. It was so close that Michael and Janet could see the transparent dome atop the dish. Yes, it was a flying saucer, but there was more. The transparent dome, being transparent, could be seen through. Michael could clearly see two childlike figures inside the dome. The creatures had big, bald heads, long necks and large eyes going all the way around the side of their heads. Of course, I do have a drawing of a creature for you to look at, Granville. Here's Michael's drawing. Michael is a fine artist. But before we continue, it's a bit assumptuous of you, isn't it? <laughs> I was wondering if you'd clock that. <laughs> you didn't hear anything else I said, did you? You just held on to that. <laughs> like I said, he's a fine artist. Oh. So what I have in front of me is a... Scribble of <laughs> a fine piece of work a being to be fair, it's it's only scribbled in parts with two large eyes, tiny little nostrils, and a mouth. Mm-hmm. So, it was just the top of the dome see through all the whole yeah. craft because being childlike, he's drawn quite a sizable figure, but being childlike. Well, he could have zoomed in for the drawing. Mm. Meanwhile, it's what he assumes to be childlike. So it has a flat head. Yep. Very wide. No ears. <laughs> no ears, very wide eyes. Yeah, very wide eyes. A Voldemort nose by the looks of it. By that I mean just nostrils in his head. In fact, he looks a little bit like <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Something else that has occurred to me looking at this that didn't occur to me when I was researching it. Have you ever seen that episode of the simpsons where mr burns starts wandering around and everyone thinks he's an alien is it he's no. got this kind of glow around him has he taken some sort of medication or something i can't really remember it's a long time ago but he looks like that to me i'll have to send you a picture of it later did he explain the color of them i don't think he did they kind of look like greys but i don't remember him outwardly stating as such he's also drawn Fingers and a thumb, and has given them three fingers. Three fingers and a thumb, yeah. Was he able to see that? I mean, he's, he's managed to see quite a lot for a craft <laughs> that is shot straight at him. Yeah, all right, all right, moving on. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, whilst looking at the craft... Oh, sorry. Were these just joyriding alien teens that have seen some humans that are similar to their size, and they were like, oh, they must be teenagers of the human world? Let's show off in our spacecraft. Yeah, they've just got their driving license. Mm -hmm. 
their interplanetary license, which means they can venture into other systems. I can't remember what episode it was, but I'm sure we've come up with that theory for one other case. That we have. Yeah. There's no black box in their vehicle, so they can go at whatever speed they want. <laughs> <laughs> no dash cam, <laughs> so they can be a little bit mischievous. So if, if you're listening from another part of the world, what the black box is, is it's placed in cars or... Is it in cars or on the bottom of cars? I thought it was in cars. So if you're a teenager... (laughs) Clearly I don't have one. (laughs) If you're a teenager and you've just learnt to drive, to get your insurance premium down, you get a black box put into your car, which monitors how how well you drive. And... Also at what time you drive. Didn't know that. Yeah, so if you drive like between 11pm and something like 4am then it thinks you're a little bit naughtier and pumps your premium up. Naughty. Yeah, in addition to like how fast you drive and where you're driving and whatnot. Yeah, so if you have one of them in your car, obviously your premium can go down, but it limits how you can drive. And If you drive like a normal 17-year-old, your premium's probably going to go up. <laughs> and bearing in mind, I'm an adult, I once rung up to get my insurance renewed on one of my cars my old cars which was an Audi TT Mm -hmm. and it's the 225 brake horsepower one Mm -hmm. so not the 3 2 turbo one below it and they suggested to me to put a black box in my TT (laughs) (laughs) let's just say that conversation went no further (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking black box my TT what are you thinking uh, I miss that car really I do more so than you prefer that to your current car I like my current car because it's lighter and nippier but I do miss that TT it was a beast might buy another one at some point whilst looking at the craft Michael begun to feel some form of communication inside his mind coming from the craft Michael did not feel fear as such I do not feel fear but inquisitiveness Michael looking at the creatures slapped his knee (laughs) (coughs) to Michael's surprise one of the creatures slapped their own knee in return the craft then moved closer still it was at that point that Michael realised he fucked up (laughs) How did he see the knee? Because the dome is visible. It's all transparent. But so I did ask see... how much you could see in. And I said like a standard amount. Because in right? his picture he doesn't show any lower limbs. So mm. it just suggests that he could only see the top of the body. And did he slap his knee in that old timey way? He raised way? it and slapped it, yeah. That old timey like, like in a theatre. <laughs> or theatre. <laughs> 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 the creature slapped its own knee. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was that a sign of war? A declaration of war? I'm glad you got there in your mind because that's what I was thinking. Like, he's just communicated some sort of symbol that he doesn't know what it means to the aliens. Mm-hmm. That could be anything. He could have just insulted their mother or their father. Who slaps their knee? <laughs> <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Michael slaps his knee. So he's 16 years old. He slaps his knee. 
He knows where Venus is. I'm really sorry, but this guy's a dork. He's 16 years old and he works at a camp. What are you expecting? <laughs> I thought he was going to be like a normal randy teenager. He's McLovin. <laughs> <laughs> McLovin's cooler than this. One of the dudes from American Pie trying to scheme on some <laughs> letters. So he did it slowly, just like creep in. Yeah. At this point. So what's the name of the girl and what did she do at this point? Janet. She's there. But what's she doing? She's watching. Like Michael's slapping his knee and declaring war. I'll get on to Janet in more detail oh, in a moment, you? but she's still there. Is there about to be a war over Janet? <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. The craft, overhead, fired out some kind of beam. Not dissimilar to our podcast logo. Michael grabbed Janet's shoulder and pulled both of them onto their backs on the ground. Michael felt fear now, all right, and screamed that they didn't want to go. Michael looked at his hand in the beam and realized that it was so bright that he could see his own bones, almost like an X-ray. The beam, despite being light, felt like liquid to Janet and Michael, giving the sense that you were floating almost as if in water. The next thing, the buddies of the non-banging variety knew they were staring at the object across the docks. The sky was totally black. What? <laughs> so had they been teleported? I think... I wasn't entirely sure, to be honest, at this point, whether they had been teleported to the other side of the docks and were staring at it, or whether it had instantly moved to the other side of the docks, like they'd almost lost time. Ah. Both are rather suspicious, though. Very. I, the only thing I can think of is it would have taken them and then dropped them back. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know why it would go. Was it stationary on the other side of the dock? Or... So we're going to go it, into this a little bit further. I do have more. If it was on the other side and moving, it would make sense that it dropped them off and they kind of came up as it was going across. If it was stationary, I don't know. Seems really weird. Mm-hmm. Michael tried to speak to Janet, but found her to be in a trance-like state. At that point, they heard the sound of the swim team returning. The UFO above flashed its lights a few times and then vanished into the night sky. I have a drawing of the craft too, if you'd like to check this out, Granville. Remember, Michael was a fine artist. <laughs> to be fair, I say that in jest, but it's probably significantly better than what I could do myself. Okay, so it looks like he's drawn a pie and he has <laughs> put a dome on the top of it. With two aliens doing the Team America hand wave out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't see how you would have seen them slap their knee from that. Well, to be fair, if they raise their knee like a theatrical way, I think you could see their knee. I think what would be more difficult to do would be to see the fine features of their faces and whatnot if he's at that distance. Very much so. Very much so. I'm... So when it was doing its flashing lights before leaving... Mm-hmm. Was it directly above them, or was it on the other side of the dock, just higher up It in just the says above them in the accounts that I've read, so it doesn't say directly above them so much as they looked up and saw it. Okay. I will... I'll need a little bit more, but... 
I've got more. Okay. Michael and Janet did not discuss what happened to them that evening. They didn't speak until camp ended a few weeks later. In fact, they did not speak for 11 years after the incident. 11 years. So what happened next? Michael barely thought about the incident for the next five years. But Michael did begin having disturbing dreams. These dreams were about being taken, abducted, snatched against his will. So what usually happens at this point when we have an abductee starting to recall and having disturbing dreams? Regression therapy, (laughs) motherfuckers! Although, I don't understand how this can happen to someone and then they just forget about it or not like... Well, the mind can black things out really disturbing things, can't it? It would, but it's something they remembered. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they remember seeing it and then just never spoke of it. Well, remember I'm telling you this story after it's all taken place. Whereas I would... It would literally just be going in my mind every moment of the day. Yeah, but what you've got to think is that at first they may not have remembered it properly. He was just having dreams about being abducted and whatnot. And then things are going to happen which helps him to remember it more fully so, <laughs> was this all a dream <laughs> he used to read word up magazine so is this tale that we are hearing so far mm-hmm. are we going to find out that this is a tale from his regression therapy and he hadn't actually remembered it until he started having the dreams I'm going to move on at this point <laughs> Michael would begin experimenting with weed and become a bit of a drifter before eventually obtaining a degree in religion around six years later. Such an odd kind of... Yeah. um, Weed to religion. Spiritual experiences. Ten years after his experiences, Michael decided to contact the Centre for UFO Studies. Investigator Walter Webb was assigned to the case and suggested hypnosis. Walter was the same chap who studied the Betty and Barney Hill case. During the hypnosis, Michael recalled intensely being lifted by the light inside of the craft. Inside, Michael saw Janet laying on a table being examined. The beings shined a light in Janet's eyes, scraped her skin, and before you ask, I don't know what part they scraped, then they took fluids. Again, I don't know which fluids, but I do know where from. A triangular device connected to tubes was attached to Janet's pum pum. (laughs) Hashtag probe. I feel a bit disturbed. Imagine how Janet feels. (laughs) Do you need a shower? (laughs) Might do. So they took every sample you can imagine. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. They were far. The fact that they took samples and they're starting to sound like scientists, then I'm assuming they weren't small children or teenagers, whatever. I guess not, yeah. And they were just small in stature? Perhaps, yeah. So did they do anything to Michael? I'm going to cover that in a little bit. Should I just move on so you get the details? Yeah. 
Although, do, am I going to want the details? <laughs> You're going to get them regardless. <laughs> Michael, under hypnosis, explained that the aliens, because that's clearly what they were, had three webbed digits and felt clammy as if they had been wet. What are wizard aliens? They had a mouth without lips, no ears, and just two small openings for navel cavities. But that's not all, because they communicated with Michael. The aliens let Michael know that they were making life like their own in other places such as Earth. Apparently, the aliens had visited Earth before too, but begun returning to Earth after they detected atomic bomb usage. So are they... So they're making life like their own? Yep. Are they... Then they're coming back to check on them. Are they interbreeding? Or are they using... For example, the eggs of a human to hatch themselves, like an incubation chamber. Like alien, like a xenomorph. Yes. (laughs) I think they're kind of interbreeding, um, making hybrids of themselves, perhaps. So putting kind of their own DNA, I guess, into... Another Species that are close to them or closer to them on the planets they're visiting. Hmm. I don't know why I'm trying to think how it works because I'm not going to know how it works. <laughs> so where my mind's going, it's like, how does it work? What are they using? But then why are they taking samples for DNA purposes and then splicing, breeding, yeah. splicing the DNA? Ah, they may already have something splice the DNA and then stick it in an egg, pop out. Yeah, rather than growing from mm. some. Oh, okay, these wet bastards. So, webbed fingers. Did they have webbings on their arms? I don't know that they had them on their arms. Do they have a king? (laughs) They could have a king. Is he a giant fish that looks nothing like the people (laughs) that he presides over? What if I said yes? Are these Zoros? (laughs) Or Zoras? It could be what Zoras are based on. I've never really thought about that, that the king looks Jaffle-like. His subjects? Yeah, until the most recent ones, at least. Another thing that's just, I wouldn't say put me off, but has annoyed me because it comes up quite a lot in these kind of 60s mm-hmm. probes. Mm-hmm. A lot of these visitations turn up and warn people of atomic power or nuclear power and stuff like that. Yep, yep. But they're... It's a real feature of the time period, yeah. And it's always... I wouldn't say someone that can't do anything, Mm -hmm. but they're never going to the people that have the power to do anything. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally, they're going to someone. Although he's not saying that they came to him to stop nuclear usage, just that that's why they started coming back. Yeah. But then if you were to, if that was to go out into the news and then people are going, oh, aliens are starting to appear because we're using atomic bombs. Mm -hmm. Well, let's not use them and maybe they'll stay back. Maybe it's his way of getting people to not necessarily acknowledge, but think about their use of atomic power. So you think 16-year-old McLovin is trying to stop nuclear war? Well, he's started to... (laughs) He's not 16 anymore, is he? Not now. And he's smoked weed. He's now deep into religion. Mm, Okay. Alternative theory coming out there. So I think this account has an inherent element of sexism, but the aliens had been interested in Michael's mind and Janet's body. That hadn't even crossed my mind. 
But in hearing all this, of course, the investigators sought to locate Janet, and sure enough, they had Janet hypnotised. At this point, we've been relying on Mo- sorry, been relying on Michael's word. So, what do you think Janet is going to have to add to the matter? It's all bullshit. Michael's full of shit He just tried to lay me down And I wasn't having any of it I liked older men It's like this never happened I don't know what he's talking about He just tried to bonk me And we were high on LSD (laughs) Or something like that Yeah I mean it was the 60s Mm There's a lot of drugs floating around Janet under hypnosis Completely verified Michael's story Janet remembered being on the table and feeling cold whilst having her hair pulled and neck pinched. Walter Webb went on to contact others at the camp and was able to find several other people who had seen the strange lights in the sky over the lake on the very same night. Two other camp employees also reported a similar sighting earlier that same year when they saw strange lights hovering over the lake. Weren't expecting that, were you? No. <laughs> Hair pulled, neck pinched. Okay. <laughs> I can see your cogs were, turning as Were turning. they just having a filthy time <laughs> on drugs? Interesting idea. With a movie on in the background, which led their minds to be quite susceptible to what was going on in the film. They were on the dock. Other oh, bay. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been where it started. <laughs> <laughs> and they took it to another room, mm-hmm. so to speak. Let's have a little think about whether we can find any alternative explanations. One is obviously <laughs> drugs. <laughs> another possibility is that these teenagers got carried away with a little lie. Maybe they were having a bit of fun. Maybe they were coming up with a cover-up story for what they were really up to on the pier. Or maybe it was a hoax by other parties and they just got caught up in it. Unfortunately, I dug into the hoax theory and I did find some photos reportedly from a blogger which supposedly show an alien abduction hoax being completed at Buff Ledge around the same time as the actual incident. Check out these photos for validation, and then I'll elaborate. That's not to say it is a hoax, by the way. This is just a slight possibility. That craft does look strangely similar to what has been drawn. But then, is that at the camp? Yep. So I'll post these photos on our socials, but basically they're showing... Sorry, I was was literally about to describe them. I was just checking all of them. So we have four photos here. And they're like Polaroids. One in the top left shows a craft which looks like it is crashed with smoke billowing out from it. The second picture to the left, sorry, to the right of it is that same craft with no smoke and someone standing behind it. Then beneath that, we have the same craft again with someone else standing beside it. He's posing beside it as if he... As if to say, look what I've built, I'm quite proud of it. And then to the left of that, we have a bunch of what looks like children Mm -hmm. sitting in front of that same craft. Yeah. So that craft has got about, and this is at the same time, you say, as this story. Yeah. So 
I really stopped and thought about this. I mean, literally. I found these four photos and I turned off my Mac and thought. I never went to camp as a child, but this kind of thing really does sound like a campy or scout-like activity, doesn't it? Foraging for supplies, linking up some lights, and maybe even designing costumes to see which group could make the best setup. Maybe the kids at camp did this and Michael and Janet either weren't part of it or were, but just off their faces, saw the lights, and next thing you know, we have an abduction story. Do you have any alternative ideas as to what this could be? Other than them being off their faces, no. Um, the aliens were described as childlike and not Bigfoot, so there was no Bigfoot involved. Mm-hmm. They weren't just holding the craft up and walking around with it going... <laughs> so, yeah, it could just be the fact that they'd seen that there. Hmm. Pucked up off LSD or some other drug at the time. And that's what they came up with. Obviously, as I mentioned, with the Bigfoot girls riding stables being there now, the camp is no more. That's basically our story. People who went to the camp are actually quite frustrated as now it's known solely for the UFO abduction and they can't find anything out there about their happy memories as children. So there you have it. Buff Ledge. To summarise, we've had Michael and Janet sitting on a dock. We initially had one possible mothership, which then released three crafts, so that's four UFOs in total. Crafts displayed some mad skills in the air before two of them went back up and away. The third crashed into the water but then came back up a few minutes later and hovered close enough for the teenagers to see inside. Michael saw two childlike creatures and slapped his knee. A creature copied. Next thing he knew, Michael and Janet were being beamed up. Janet was basically hashtag probed whilst Michael watched. They were returned and the crafts flew away. There were witnesses who saw strange lights in the sky. Ten years later, Michael and Janet were hypnotised and recollected the abduction. Before we conclude, did you want to go over anything? Did these two stay in touch after camp in terms of during the 11 years? they No, they completely didn't. After this event, they just completely stopped speaking to each other, didn't speak to each other again until after she was hypnotised I believe and um, in contact to my knowledge do we have anything on what they've said now just what I've covered in, so they, they both support the story separately I'm going drugs <laughs> I, I can't say this is aliens so are you saying that it was aliens I can't say so for me this is a hoax I think they got bored either tripped out on LSD or I keep going to LSD. You do, yeah. Tripped out on some drug at the time, or they just thought it would be funny to come up with a hoax, and it went a lot further than they expected it to go, and yeah. couldn't turn around and go, oh no, we were just lying. And now it's become embedded in their head that it happened. Yeah. So when they are hypnotised and asked about it, those memories come up mm, yeah because like we say regression therapy isn't necessarily true it just comes up so often doesn't it 
and there are quite a lot of people who have been or who have had regression therapy and have come out and said it was a lie so I can't say this was aliens yep on that note I'm not saying that it was aliens either this one was fairly straightforward I do really enjoy these single story ones they follow such an easy narrative and lets you come to a natural conclusion without any doubt I found it strange that there were witnesses who all saw the lights and whatnot, but we've gone over our suspicions around hypnosis several times, so that just wasn't enough to hook me in. I also quite liked the idea that a bunch of younger children may have convinced two employees that they were abducted as a camp project. Meanwhile, if they were creating all these lights in the forest, then that could explain why the witnesses saw the lights, I guess. Mm. Any final thoughts? I can't say that I do. Did you ever? Were you ever a no? I wasn't allowed to go to cubs or or scouts or nothing. Whatever it was, my dad thought they were pussies. (laughs) (laughs) Quite frankly, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, no other thoughts. That was it. Yeah, I have one final thought. Well, more of a side note, really. The lake we've studied today is famous for a second reason. This lake has America's very own Loch Ness Monster called Champ. (coughs) There is better evidence for Champy than there is Nessie. What? Yep. (laughs) I feel a side probe needs to be completed on that one at some point. But yeah, that's today's show, girls and boys, and everybody not included within those labels. Thank you to ufocasebook.com for much of the information in today's probe. Usually we have to spend hours examining several sources, but they had nearly all the information in one place, which was an absolute luxury for me. Other than reading that, I was able to lay back and watch a few videos. It was a fairly relaxing probe. Speaking of probe, if you folks would like to probe us, you can check us out on the Twitter. On the Twitter! at but it was aliens search the same and you'll find us on facebook where we have a group called extraterrestrial towers to join all you need to do is cut ties with everyone on earth and wear one black suit for the rest of your life but to be fair those rules are optional thank you for listening to but it was aliens i'm kev he's g and we'll be back up in your ears next thursday but until then the truth is up there hash tag probe. Probe.